Welcome to track number 34 of Everything by Prayer, Nothing Without Prayer. There's nobody else like you. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. And no one else will do. There's nobody else like you. Hallelujah. There's nobody else like you, Jesus. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. Nobody, my Jesus, and no one else will do. There's nobody else like you. In hard times, you've been my you stood by me till the end when all others cease to be I look around and you're there with me whenever I'm in trouble oh Lord you're there you're always there and when I feel like Oh, 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 Lord, you care. You always care. Oh, whenever I call you, you answer. You answer my plea. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's nobody, there's nobody else like you. You've got the sweetest name I know, oh, sweetest name I know, Jesus, Jesus, sent from above, just to show the Father's love, that's why I love, I love you, there's nobody else like Nobody else like you. Do 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 Jesus, Jesus.
even if they don't believe you, just tell them, even if they don't receive you, tell them for me, please tell them for me, tell them that I love them, and I came to
Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful for the opportunity that we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Stretch yourself a bit. You want to wee wee? No. Okay, if you want to wee wee, go and wee wee. I will stand here and wait for you. You've done it already. All right. We are on the prayers of Jesus. And the next prayer of Jesus, prayer that we learned from, I, I feel it's not so clear, Mr. Soundman. You've changed the sound. Hello. Yeah. Now, the next thing, still not what it was. Somebody changed something. Is the priestly prayers of Jesus. So let's go into that. Hebrews 5. Priestly. Hebrews 5. Verse 1. Hebrews 5 verse, let's read from verse 5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I begotten thee, as he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, unto him that was able to save him from death, was heard in that he feared. Amen. So the Jesus Christ came as a priest, and he prayed as a priest would pray. So you are going to learn how to pray like a priest. How many want to be a priest? Hmm. You've not thought of yourself as a priest. Look at it again. Verse 6. He said in another place, Thou art a priest. You are a priest. Forever after the order of Melchizedek. This was to Jesus. Who in the days of his flesh, when he was around, in the days of his flesh, that's the days he was in the flesh. Wow. These are your days in the flesh. Soon you will no more be in the flesh. And you will be saying, you know, when I was in the flesh, I offered that prayers. So now that Jesus is no more alive on earth, we, it's written of him that when he was in the flesh, he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears amen Amen. so now i want us to look at that exodus chapter 19 
You may be seated. Verse 5. Now you see here God's destiny for his people. Alright? And that God's destiny for his people is that they should be priests. Exodus 19 verse 5. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. An unholy nation. A kingdom of priests. And a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. So you see, the whole of Israel was intended to be a kingdom of priests. How many didn't know that? This was God's plan. A kingdom of priests. If I say a kingdom of black people, a kingdom of white people, a kingdom of goats. I mean, whatever that kingdom is, you are in it. That is what you are supposed to be. So it was meant to be a kingdom of priests. These are the words you shall speak unto the children of Israel. And when Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded, then all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. So you see beautifully right here that God had originally planned that he would have a whole kingdom together of priests and so you are now also coming in as God's people amen a holy nation alright now first Peter chapter 2 I'm showing you something your destiny is amazing most of you have seen Anglican priests, Catholic priests, and so on. And you look at them and you say, Ah, I would not like to be this man. To be doing funerals and, and, and standing there to officiate funerals every day, and so on. You see, they give us a side of the picture, one side of the work of a priest. That's part of it. They wear robes and so on, they sing canticles. Oh, you look and say, ah, I thank you, Jesus, that I'm not one of these people. (laughs) How many have thought so before? You look and say, ah, I thank you, oh God. Why is this man doing this work? (laughs) Is he not tired of what he's doing? Or it has not occurred to you before? Yeah, so when you even use the word priest, that's why when charismatics came and said, are you a, a pastor? We say, we use pastor. We don't say, are you a priest? We say, oh, no, pray me, I'm not a priest. We say, I don't wear robes and go for funerals. Not knowing that God actually has a plan for us to be his priests. Hey! First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and these are the, our ways. 
and hypocrisies, pretenses, and envies, and all evil speakings. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. As born again Christians, we must love the word. You know, one of the ways that we know that you are born again is your love for the word. When a baby is born, one of the first reflexes we are looking for to see that it's, a, it's okay is the sucking reflex. You just behold here, you touch the baby like and the baby will turn, turn into the nipple. This one, you touch like this, and maybe it turns. You touch it, maybe turn like that. If it's not there, trouble. Yes. It's a reflex. When we are born again, you love the milk. You like the milk. So your liking of the preaching and your liking of podcasts and your liking of the word is a sign that your sucking reflex and is alive and you as a baby in Christ are normal. You touch like that. You know, when a baby is born, you see, when the child comes out, because of the passage, it's very tight. So when a baby is born, you'll be surprised if you have seen yourself when you were born. You'll be surprised. Your face is not how it is now. Your face was squeezed with a long head. This place was very long. Fair, your head would be like this. By the time when you came out, it's like a, um, have you seen this? Uh, what is it, crap? Yeah, what what are those chips? Um, Pringles, but a fat one. Your your head is like Pringles, like a long fatter Pringles. And then, I mean, you'll be surprised that somebody whose head is long like this, the face becomes round later. It's, it, it's so tight. So when you come out, we are not sure whether your brain was damaged. Do you understand? Because sometimes it stays for a long time struggling to come up. That's why some people are not good at maths. Yeah, and science. I see that maths is gone. Then after that, science is gone. Biology, physics, chemistry. They see that you are only left with English and then geography and economics. Oh! <laughs> huh? I read me. traditional religions. These are the only subjects you can do. Because of the delay. So when you come out, we start to test quickly to see 
whether maths is there, physics is there, science, this, this. And one of the first things we do is you put your finger here like this. Straight away, one of the things. At six weeks, you look at the baby's face like that. And at exactly six weeks, it's like magic. Five weeks, it will not happen. Five and a half weeks will not happen. Six weeks, look at the baby, you smile, and the baby will smile. It's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. I tell each one is like a miracle. A thousand little miracles at the same time. Yes. Exact before six weeks, child cannot see. You smile, you know always be looking. Exactly you five weeks, two days, five weeks, three, four, five, six, exactly five weeks, seven days, which is six weeks. You smile and the baby will smile. Like he recognized for the first time. It means maths is there. Yes. Biology is working. Chemistry. <laughs> yes. But if it doesn't smile, it means what? So- sociology, social science. <laughs> Eh? Visual arts. So, what does the Bible say? As newborn babes desire the milk of the word. So you must have a podcast and you must make all your converts and so on, put them on podcast because that's a technology that has come and it's very important that you fight through the technology because the same technology is destroying people. The technology is so strong. 60% of all internet is used, is used for pornography. 60% of all internet traffic is pornography. So if we are not very strong on using the internet properly to push the word of God out... Every convert is part of your package podcast. This you do it for them. Don't leave people to do. Do it for them. So here, press here. It plays notification. Everything is working. Listen, listen. Press it. Listen. Use your phone for God. Newborn babes, and when they start to listen, they start to like. It shows that they are born again. Oh yes, your dislike for the word of God is a revelation that you are still Satan's child. As newborn babes desire the milk. Amen. Now, verse 3. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed even of men, but chosen of God and precious. Maybe somebody doesn't approve of your presence here or your presence in the house of God. Feels a whole this guy. Disallowed of men, but chosen of God. Verse 5. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. So God has made you into a spiritual house. Amen. A holy priesthood. Wow. Offer up spiritual sacrifices 
acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So God has built you up into a spiritual house and into a holy priesthood. So you have been built up into a priesthood. Yes. Are you excited about being built up into a priesthood? Revelations chapter 1. Verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. And to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us in his own blood. Verse 6. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So right there you see that God has actually made you into priests and into kings. So this is a great blessing for you today. To discover that you have been made into a priest and a king by God. Wow. And, and, and you see, you used to look down on that job. There are some people who desire to be priests. Bishop Saki was one of them. He always desired to be a priest. And I never desired to be a priest. I mean, I look at it and say, wow. Look at what they are doing. Even up to now, when I go to such churches and I hear, it just reminds me of funerals and, and sadness. You know, I never understood anything in the church. <laughs> Revelations chapter 5, verse 10. So both Revelations chapter 1, verse 5, and Revelations chapter 5, verse 10, are saying something the same. It says, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. What does it mean that you are made a king and a priest? You have been made into something that can reign. You're going to reign on earth, and we shall reign on earth. How is the king going to reign? And how is the priest going to So you have been made both kings and priests. So if you, there's one way to look at it. In the secular world, you'll be a king. In the spiritual world, you'll be a priest. And you can also look at it as a combination of a king-priest. Both a king and a priest. And as a king and a priest, what is God going to do with you? What are you going to do? Reign. You shall, we shall reign on the earth. Not in heaven, on earth. So how is a priest on earth going to reign? What does a priest do that makes him reign or dominate and gain control? The priest offers sacrifices and prayers. So you reign through your sacrifices and your prayers to God. That's how you reign. He says, and we shall reign on earth. So if you abdicate your position 
if you withdraw a step back from your role as a priest or a king, you are not likely to reign on earth. You live your life without reigning. You go through life without reigning because you step back from your God-given appointment as a king priest. And you are not going to reign on this earth through political power because that's not what Jesus did. You reign through your prayers and your priestly work and your kingly work which is which will have to do with your leadership style yes so we shall reign on earth so i'm i'm talking about the the king's if god has made you a king you, you must be a good leader so you must learn about leadership that's why we have all the books on the art of leadership good general and so on they are all important to make you reign on earth now apart from that apart from that right as a priest how do you reign we know what a king does what does a priest do prayers so you reign on earth to your priestly functions and your priestly function of offering prayers and sacrifices will cause you to reign and to dominate on this earth through your prayers through your sacrifices you reign as a king and a priest on this earth so when you step back from prayers you step back from reigning. When you withdraw from praying and sacrificing to God in prayer and whatever else there is, you step back from dominating. So you no longer dominate. That's why you send people on a mission and they, they, don't, they are not into priestly work. And you see, they are not able to gain control. They will come and tell you, the people here, they are somewhere. This country, the people are like this. The people, people are people everywhere. People are people. You are not reigning. You've not gained control. You've not been able to establish control over the people that you are trying to reign over. You've not been able to gain control. And you gain control by being a good king and a good priest. And a good king is not a foolish king like Rehoboam came into power within the, after the first cabinet meeting everybody left him he was not able to rule over israel because of his unwise decisions and his foolishness as a king so he lost control over the people and we lose control when we are not good leaders and we are not good priests the two because we live in two worlds we shall reign we shall reign we shall reign. We shall reign in Botswana. We shall reign in Nigeria. We shall reign in Ghana. We shall reign in America. We shall reign, reign, control, dominate, lead, and be in charge by being a good king and a good priest on this earth. You see, if he had said in heaven, so yeah, well, this is something heavenly. This is something wonderful. But God is making you priest and even though you've laughed at priests in your head now you are going to take up the priestly job and your priestly work is not going to be just funerals you don't reign on earth by conducting funerals one day I went to a funeral in this area, not this town but one of the five coffins were like five, one, two, three, four, five 
I mean, they have so many funerals that the priest combines the funeral. So you have a combination funeral, combo. So as we were sitting there, we, don't, we didn't know whose funeral. It, we sit there till, from morning till they finish. It's, not, it's about this person. Different names. Hey! I said, oh, I don't like this job. I don't like to, to have this job. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? We shall reign. How many want to dominate in life? Yes. Dominate in life by being a good priest and a good king. Yes. Beautiful. We shall reign on earth. And Jesus reigned. He dominated. I mean, he, he, look, he allowed them to let him come in on a donkey and they were giving him fans seriously. Five days. Five days to time. He, he had dominated the world without politics. Without politics. Eh? Without politics, he had dominated. Without economics, he had dominated. Without business, the whole of Jerusalem came out to bow down our king. Our king. That's why we have Palm Sunday. What do they sing on Palm Sunday? Hosanna in the highest. And what? Huh? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. They put palm branches. I mean, he had dominated without politics, without one vote. He was now the most popular and the most in demand and the most respected and most influential human being on earth in Jerusalem. Without, by secretly moving to the back he was avoiding them all this time. When the day that he stepped there, they knew that he was Lord of Lords. Uh, so, you see, that's what Jesus said. No one takes my life. If you had watched the Passion, he said, no one takes my life. I lay down my life. That's why in Matthew 27, when Pilate was asking him questions, the Bible said, he answered him not a word. In so much that Pontius Pilate marveled. Matthew 27. He marveled. Will you not say anything? He, he marveled and wondered. <laughs> because Jesus, Jesus was not there to defend himself. Yes. Yes, they called him king. Blessed the king of Israel. That comes in the name of blessed is the blessed the king of Israel. He, he, was, he was completely in charge. By doing what? Just even withdrew from his, his, his disciples. Just with them and talking to them. From John 5, oh, John chapter 5 to 6 to up to 21, he was on his own with disciples. Wow. He talked to people. They called him, come around, said, no, 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 no. I'm having meetings with my disciples. So come for a convention. No, no. And when he made step foot, he was in charge. And you see, when Pontius Pilate answered, he says, and he answered him, he answered him never a word. In so much that the governor marveled greatly. Like, won't you say something? Not the, I'm not answering any call. What's up? No answer. No, I won't answer any questions. What you and, and the verse before, he said that do you hear the things which they witness against you? Many things that they are saying. Don't be worried if they say many things against you. 
not how many things. So many things have been said and have been said. But he answered him not ever, never a word. I like that phrase. Never a word, just even one word. In so much that the governor, I mean, he, it, it, it actually, you know, you, when you meet a person who doesn't answer, I, I know somebody like that. If you call, he will never answer. If you send him a message, he will never answer you. If you call him, he will never answer. If you visit, he will never visit you back. If you speak to him, he will never call. Never in so much that you marvel greatly. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think his policy is that he dries out people who he suspects are not his friends. Yes, he's a man, he's a man of God. If he suspects you are not in support of him, he, he dries completely. You can, it's a standard. I've met several people who have related with him. And that's his standard response to that. Not a word. Like you can call this. As if he doesn't use the phone. He'll tell me, I don't use the phone. The phone is there, but he's there. If he wants to get, he'll get you. In so much that you marvel greatly. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's how he is. I've met several. He drives them out to a point of marveling. You not never a word. Not not a word. Never a word. Answered them never a word. Thank you. Never. So no comment. Yeah, it's a wild wisdom. It's a wild wisdom. He was really. If he wanted to capitalize on his influence, his power, his whatever. Oh, five days before, everybody said, "President, the king of Israel." Without elections, so king of Israel. No campaign, no economics, no business, no campaign money, nothing. He was dominating. That's why pastors, we need, we don't need politics. Yes, we don't need politics. They need us. We don't need them. Yes. My church alone can change the election. Results. And tie their bow ties. (laughs) In so much that they will greatly marvel. Never a word. Never. You say I'm this, I'm this. I'm looking at it. Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? Never a word. Because he was reigning. He was reigning. He allowed them to execute him. He allowed them to manifest all their evil. It was just for a short period. Yes. And God will deal with them. Yes. So we are here to reign, I tell you. And you reign. I'm surprised even today, the influence that I have. I'm surprised. I'm surprised even the the the, the 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 power or influence that I have. I'm surprised. By doing what? By withdrawing from those things. Yes. By doing my church in my small. You you if you like go to a Christ whether you see me having a convention somewhere. Or trying to do something or trying to be whatever. You see me I'm going to, I'm going to Zimbabwe to do crusade. You don't even see it. It's not appear anywhere. Yes. Yes. You see, you reign. You see, there's a type of reigning. Yes. There's a type of reigning. Yes. 
I went somewhere once. There was a president there. And uh, he was acknowledging people. And then the first thing he said, eminent religious leaders. Yeah, that was the first. And I was one of the only religious leaders there. Eminent, this was his first, eminent religious leaders. You can check the meaning of eminent in him. <laughs> uh, so, our reigning and our power is not in money. I'll show, I'll show you money with my, my car. I'll show you money with my car. I'll show you my car. Very old. You, you will never suspect that it's my car. You would think that maybe somebody who is a construction worker here is using that car. Yes. Because I don't reign by showing money or cars. No. I reign as a priest and a king. He says, and you shall reign on earth. My power is not to bring a very frightening convoy. I heard one man of God say, one, we are going to intimidate them with our cars. And he took about five land cruisers. So we are going to intimidate them. And when, when after the program, said, they were afraid when they saw our convoy. Let's be serious. If you want to really rain, it's not by land cruiser. Amen. Beautiful. Psalm one one zero. Are you ready to reign? Watch it. Verse 1. And the Lord said to my Lord, Sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. You see, that's how you reign. God does it for you. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. And in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of youth. Thou hast what? The dew of You see, youth is a, youthfulness is a very nice and God always uses youth. We are the ones who have the passions and the flames. That makes our ball go far left and far right. But if we are able to get it a little straight, it goes far straight. But the older people, it doesn't go far. And sometimes it still goes right and left, but not far. (laughs) Notice. Are you with me? Thou hast the dew of thy youth. 
That's the wetness of thy youth. Beautiful. How many are going to remain youthful even when you are 50 years old? 40 years old? 30 years old? Somebody will look at you and say, Thou hast the dew of thy youth. Verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. The Lord has sworn is something that he is saying. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. God loves priests and God wants you to be a priest. Now it goes on. It says, the Lord at thy right hand. This is the priest. What the Lord is doing is showing the work of a priest. He says, the Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads of over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. So notice, for verse 4 he says, you are a priest. Okay, and then verse 5 says, the Lord who is at your right hand. You see, the, the Lord is not at the right hand of um, a, a businessman. Is at the right hand of a priest. Is close to the priest. When he says something is at my right hand, he says, I'm near it. A priest is near to God. And the Lord who is near you will strike through the kings in the day of his wrath. So when you become a priest, God strikes enemies down for you through your priestly activities, not through politics or money or business. That's why people are jealous even of priests, real ministers. Because God strikes the enemies of priests and blesses them. And they don't understand, but you you don't work. They think we don't work. But our work is to be at the right hand of the Lord. Our work is to be close to the Lord. Our work is to talk to God. And they wonder that what they are suffering to get, it seems to be supernaturally handed over. To the one who has taken up the priestly work. Look at it again. Verse 4 and 5. The Lord has sworn will not repent. He said, God is not going to change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order. And God has told us, you are a priest. God has made us kings and priests. That's the work we've been given. That's our position we've been given. And what happens when you are a priest? The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. And verse 6. Beautiful. He shall judge among the heathen and fill the places with the dead bodies and wound the heads over many countries. You see, these are mysterious words, but it's trying to say in summary that something bad will happen to your enemies. Yes, whatever it is, it's a bad thing to enemies. You are going to reign in this life as a priest and through your priestly work that God is giving to you. Every nation that you have found, every place that you have found, you dominate and you reign as kings and priests on earth. And the wounded will happen to the enemies of the Lord. Verse 7. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. There are many beautiful things that are destinies of a priest who goes into the priestly work of praying and sacrificing hallelujah are you still around or you are leaving 
Hmm. Now, Jesus flowed in the ministry of a priest. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Now, Prayer and the work of a priest who is offering up sacrifices to God is your master key, amen, to victory without casualties. Victory without what? Without what? Casualties. Every time priests were deployed in the Bible, there there was victory without casualties. Victory without casualties. You see, when we are eight going and one is taken out, it's a victory, but there's a casualty. You will not have any casualties in Jesus' name. If one of us is killed, it's a casualty. If one of us falls, it's a casualty. If one of us falls into the hand of the enemy, it's a casualty. Now, our priestly work is our master key to victory without casualties in the ministry. How many want victory in your business without casualties? Victory in life without casualties. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. Hey! Are you still around or you are leaving? Now, Jericho was strictly shut up because of the children of Israel. I'm showing you victory without casualties through the ministry of the priests. Yeah. Casualties. Free ministry. You will never fall. You will never fall. You will never be taken captive by the enemy. Your members will not be taken captive by the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Now Jericho was strictly shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given you into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Whatever stands before you as a type of Jericho, like a resistant, a resistant fortress, something that blocks you and is in the way of your ultimate victory, shall fall before you in Jesus' name. Jericho that is in front of you is destined to come crumbling down in Jesus name hey none went out and none came in Hmm. now 
Verse 3. And you shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go around about the city once, and you shall do it six days. Look at it, verse 4. And seven priests. I'm talking about ministry without casualties. I'm talking about victory over the most difficult stalemates of your life. Stalemate is not changing. It's not moving. God is showing you how it is to attain victory. Victory over Jericho. And seven priests shall bear the ark. Seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seven days shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. It's all priestly, priestly activities. No military Military hasn't come in. I say, military hasn't, money hasn't, we don't have money. This hasn't come, that hasn't come. Economic, the people, immigration, paper, this, money, loan, bank hasn't come in. Only priests blowing horns. That's the main thing. You are declared victorious in Jesus' name. And it came to pass. It shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Wherever you are, you go in. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest, not the commanders, so. you shall reign. You remember the verse I first read in Exodus? It says, you shall, you shall be a holy nation, a nation of priests. So Joshua the nun, who was a commander, called the priests and said to them, Hey, Charlie, take your weapons. Take the Ark of the Covenant. Let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, pass on, pass on, and compass the city. And then let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. Wow. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn, all right, passed on before the Lord and blew the trumpets and the ark of the followed, ark of the covenant followed, all right, verse 14. And the second day they compassed the city once. So they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. And it came to pass after the seventh time when the priest, not when the invaders or when the, uh, the commandos or the paratroopers did whatever, but when the priest blew with the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. And the city shall be accursed, even it, and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the Hallow shall live, and all that are with her in the house. Wow. Verse 20. So the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpet. And it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, 
the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city every man straight before him verse 24 and they burned the city with fire and all that was therein only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the lord victory no casualties i said victory no casualties that shall be your story victory no casualties second chronicles chapter 20 many many testimonies of priestly work second chronicles chapter 20 and verse number one second chronicles chapter 20 and it came to pass that the children of moab and the children of ammon with them other besides the ammonites came against jehoshaphat to battle and there came some that told jehoshaphat saying there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea hey! verse 3 and jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the lord and proclaim the fast throughout all judah so judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the lord even out of all the cities they came to seek the lord hallelujah and jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of judah and jerusalem in the house of the lord before the new court and said oh lord god of our fathers art not thou the god of heaven don't you rule in the heavens isn't that your hand power and might are you not our god verse 7 and you gave it to the seed of abraham and they dwelt therein and built you a sanctuary saying if when evil come against us as the sword judgment pestilence and we stand before this house in thy presence and cry unto thee in our affliction then thou wilt hear and help now behold look at the children of ammon and moab and mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let israel invade when they came out of the land of egypt but they turned from them and destroyed them not behold i say how they reward us they've come to cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit oh our god will thou not judge them for we have no might against this great company this is a prayer that cometh against us neither know we what to do but our eyes are upon thee we don't know what to do our, to do. our eyes are on thee oh what a beautiful prayer and judah stood before the lord with their little ones with their wives with their children then upon jahaziel the son of zachariah the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Matania, a Levite, a priest, the sons of Abba, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hacking ye all Judah, eh, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Talebota! Talebota! God, right there, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Tie them, oh Lord. The battle is the Lord. Fantastic. Tomorrow, go down and you shall find them at the end of the brook. Verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle because Tyler Bowtie. And set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, O Judah, 
Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hey. So Jehoshaphat bowed his face. How is this great victory going to come? I am prophesying your great victory in this life. I'm prophesying your great victory over everything that torments you, whatever is fighting you, and whatever is threatening you. God is giving you the upper hand over it in the name of Jesus. Tyler Bowtie. Tyler Bowtie. Tyler Bowtie. So Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground. All Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem, they fell before the Lord, worshipping him. And the Levites of the children and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord with a loud voice. Verse 20. Then they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Taqwa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood, that the king, stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Hallelujah. Tyler Bowtie. I said Tyler Bowtie. Verse 21. Now listen, I'm sure God is showing you the method by which he's about to get great victories without casualties. Now when he had consulted with the people, he appointed what? Singers. Unto the Lord. That should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. Hey. Verse 22. And when they began to sing. Singers. And to praise. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir. Which were come up against Judah. And they were smitten. Ambushments are being set against my enemies and against your enemies. Ambushments. 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 Ambushment means snares and traps. I declare your enemy is trapped. I declare my enemy is trapped and snared in the name of Jesus. Ambushments have surrounded my enemies. Tyler Bowtie. And when they began to sing and to praise The Lord said abushments Verse 23 For the children of Moab and Ammon Stood up against the, the inhabitants of Mount Seir To utterly slay them And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir Everyone helped to destroy one another They just fought themselves Verse 24 And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness they looked unto the multitude and behold there were dead bodies falling to the earth and none escaped meanwhile they haven't even fought oh, like there's no casualties no casualties at all victory without casualties but the victory is going to get even nicer verse 25 is the verse you've been looking for hey 
And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, they came to take the gold, the silver, the money, and everything. They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies. God is about to put riches in your hand. And the riches, the riches did not come by hard work, diligence, this, 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 that. That, 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 that examination, mathematics, uh, physics, chemistry, and all these things. Whether you are good at maths or whether you are good at science. This one is singing. This one is singing and praising. This is a priest. The priests are going ahead. They found riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves. More than they could carry away more than they could carry away God is just about to give you more than you can carry away more than you can carry away more than you can use more than you can use more than, more cars than you can drive more houses than you can stay in. more children than you, you even need more money than you can use You'll be calling people and say, But me cannot tell me, Dada, call me Dada. Just spend some money for me, please. Call me Dada. More than you can carry. More than can fit into your pockets. More than can fit into your bag. More than you can pack in your houses. More houses than you can use. Receive more than you can carry. God gave them more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Underline those words. It was so much. The good things God is going to give you are going to be so much. So much. So much. So much. It was so much. Took them three days. It will take you three days to carry your furniture into your new house. Three days. It's not going to be just one table and chair. There's so many things to carry. It was so much. More than they could carry away. More than. And how did God give them this? Nobody fought. Nobody died. Nothing bad happened to anybody. Nothing bad happened to anybody. You see, he says, you shall be prince, king, uh, kings and priests, and you shall reign. So if you step back from reigning, you start to have a whole lot of casualties that you don't need in your life and your ministry are you still there or you are leaving now first chronicles chapter 13 first chronicles 13 Verse 1. Now David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds 
and with every leader. And David said unto the congregation of Israel, If it seem good to you that uh, it be of the Lord, let us send abroad our brethren everywhere that are left in the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and the Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather them unto us. Verse 3. And let us bring again the ark. Because David knew that the ark was very important. The ark signifies the presence of God. We need the presence of God. For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. So all the congregation said, well, that's a good idea. Let's bring the ark of the covenant. The ark of the covenant was a box which had the scrolls in it and it symbolized the presence of God in Israel. So in the days of Saul, they were not using it and they were not, they did not take it to be something important. But now David had come onto the throne and he said, look, I'm now the king. I'm now the head of state. Charlie, I believe in prayer. I believe in the ark. I believe in the presence of God. Charlie, let's go for the ark. So the people said, it's a good idea. How many votes? They voted in parliament. They said, look, we should go for the ark. So they decided to go and release and go and get it. Let's see what happened. So David gathered all Israel, even from Sheho to Egypt, to bring the ark of God from Kejath, Jerem. And David went up in, all the, in Israel to Bala, which is Kejath, Jerem, which belonged to Judah. To bring up thence the ark of God, the Lord. Wow. That dwelleth between the cherubims whose name is called on it. Now, they, they carried the ark of God in a new cart. Out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before the God. With all their might, with singing and with harps and psalteries and with timbrels and cymbals and with trumpets. And when they came to the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah, you see the cart was trying to fall down. Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and he smote him. Because he put his hand to the ark and there he died before God. Casualties. One of one of one of them died. You will not die. But here you see a casual a clear casualty that has happened. Because a new cat or a new idea. A new method is not the same as the prayers and the right thing that must go in ministry. It's not working by new ideas or new ways of preaching with slang, slangs or maybe glory to God, the power of God is going to move powerfully and I've got to hey, be serious. Eh? Let's do the right thing. Do what is right. Now Uzzah was dead. Hey, what is this? And David was displeased. Verse 12. And David was afraid of God that day saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home? So David brought not the ark home to himself to the city, but carried it into the house of Obedidom. Hey. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obedidom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obedidom and all that he did. Hallelujah. Now, 
Later on, in First Chronicles chapter 15, you see David attempting this same thing again. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1. Are you there? Now it's coming to do what he did the first time with a new cut. This time he's doing something different. And this time you'll see no casualties. Now David said in verse 2 None ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them has the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. So this is a second attempt of the same. Don't get tired of doing the things you've tried to do once. It didn't work. You can go back and do it again with a higher wisdom of, in God's way. God's wisdom. Are you still around or you are leaving? And David gathered all of Jerusalem to bring up the ark. And David assembled the children of Aaron. All the plenty children. Verse 11. And David called for Zadok. Now he's seen something. It's not about newness. It's about priests who must work first. David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priests and for the Levites, Uriel, Asiah, and Joel, and Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Aminadab. And he said to them, you are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves. Eh? (laughs) Both you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God unto the place that I have prepared for it. Verse 13. For because you did it not at the first, the Lord God made a breach upon us for that we sought him not after the due order. We sought him not after the due order. Are you there? We didn't seek him after the due order. All these problems have happened to us. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of God. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God on their shoulders as Moses has commanded them. And David spoke to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be singers. With instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals sounded by lifting up their voice with joy. And the Levites appointed Heman and Asaph and with them their brethren of the second degree. So the singers were appointed to sound cymbals of brass. And Cheniah and mentioned all of them were doorkeepers. And so David, verse 25, and the elders of Israel and the captains of a thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obedidom with joy. And it came to pass when God helped the Levites 
that bear the ark of the covenant that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen and all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers and Chennai, the master of the song with the singers. And David also had on him an effort of linen. That's all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant with shouting, with the sound of the cornet and trumpets and cymbals, making a noise with sultries. And it came to pass as the ark of the covenant came into the city of David that Michal, who didn't come to church, she was in the house looking out of a window instead of joining the, the praises. You know, you see some pastors, why they don't join anything. They want to sit like queens and just observe from afar and negative thoughts will be passing through their minds all the time. Instead of being in the choir or making meat pies, doing something to help. They just sit there and criticize what you don't understand. When everybody is happy, it's happy. You say, oh, these are small, small girls who are happy or whatever. You are sitting in your queenly The queen, queen of confusion, cock. Look at her. She was looking out of the window, saw King David dancing, and she despised him in her heart. Now, what a beautiful scripture, verse 13. Because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach on us for that we sought him not after the due order. So the first time, there was a big casualty. Yeah. You will not fall. Amen. You will not fall. Amen. You will not fall. Amen. Yes. And the order was the priests first. and the priest. Not new cats. <laughs> we are now using Facebook. We are now using internet. God is not a computer. There is no substitute for prayer. You can't, there's no technology that can be deployed to replace the work of prayer. Epaphras laboring in prayers, exploits in prayers, reigning through prayers. Yes, reigning through prayers. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So your priestly work begins from now how many are be happy to be called priests whatever turn to your neighbor and say i want to introduce myself to i am priest abigail i'm priest joab i'm priest noah do you want a new cat or you want a priest Yes. Being a priest is very important. It's far higher than having a new idea. Amen? Yes. They did it not after the due order. Priest first. Priest first. And there'll be no casualties. Whether it was Jehoshaphat, Joshua, even Moses. There are many examples. Always the prayers going. And that is what is keeping. That's why Jesus first went to the wilderness. People thought he was a Fudian. He was not a Fudian at all. Yes. 
No, that's what some people said about him. He knew what they were saying about him. And a Fudian likes food, eat. And you should see Jesus eat him. Eat him, bring this food, bring some more. Christ, where John the Baptist was lean in the face, and the one who baptized Jesus was lean, fasting. Hey! <laughs> but John the Baptist, remember, John the Baptist didn't fast for 40 days. Yes. John the Baptist didn't fast for 40 days in the any wilderness. Did he fast for any 40 days in any wilderness? So you was, yes. He was eating normally. Later on, he started doing his fasting. And you get the impression that he is now into fasting. Jesus is not into fasting. Be careful. Tyler Bowtie. And that is exactly what Jehoshaphat said. Lord, the battle is the Lord. And the battle is truly the Lord. The battle is the Lord. Stretch out your hand over every battle that is coming in your life. And speak a prayer right now. Every battle of your life. Speak a prayer. God is giving you the upper hand. The victory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for victory and everything that confronts us. Every Jericho is falling. Every children of Moab and children of Ammon that have come up against us and children of Mount Seir in the spirit will rebuke all the Ammonites and Moabites. We curse the opposition, the resistance. The wickedness, the conspiracies, the plans, the plots, the decisions taken against our lives. We overturn them in Jesus' name. We command breakthroughs without casualties for your children. Thank you that as we offer our praises, our answers have come. Thank you that we reign in this life through prayers, Lord, through praises, through sacrifices that we make unto you. We thank you for commanding the anointing of a priest upon everyone here, Lord. Thank you for granting us the ability to reign on this earth through the ministry of the priest and the king. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.